Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardy from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hey love, welcome back to the Candid Confidence Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to create a free and fearless life by busting down limiting beliefs and creating a rock solid mindset. Yes, today is such a close to my heart episode because we're going to be chatting all about imposter syndrome. This is something I have experienced ever since I entered the corporate world and continue to experience in my own business as well. So what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome was first conceptualized in the 1970s, and basically it explains self-doubt experienced by people who are unable to believe in their own achievements. It typically affects high achievers and goes hand-in-hand with perfectionism, but really it can affect anyone. Um, It's also generally used in reference to women, but it could affect men as well, and I'm sure it affects many of them. This is what imposter syndrome looks like. You land the promotion, yet you walk into the meeting room, nervous as hell that people will find out you really didn't deserve it because you just aren't good enough. Or you win an award and you feel guilty even telling people about it because you don't feel deserving of it. This is often one of those things that so many of us experience, but in a lonely way because we feel like we're the only one. We assume everyone else just feels worthy of their accomplishments. I learned about imposter syndrome pretty young. I think I was still in college. So when I got my first job after college and was managing people who were way older than me, I should have been able to anticipate those feelings. I should have known I would experience this. And when I started questioning if I was good enough or deserving enough to be a manager, again, I should have known those feelings were just something almost everyone feels when they're in a new role like that. But no, I didn't have that type of self-awareness at the time or for many years. So when I started working in sales, I quickly became a top salesperson and got some awards and whatnot within my company. And no matter what, I didn't feel like I was good enough. I was constantly worried that I would be found out. I just had this constant self-doubt. You know, I was always worried about getting, you know, in trouble or fired. And I had a tendency to attribute a lot of my success to luck. Couldn't possibly have been me, right? It had to just be luck. Here's a funny one. I got my master's degree in business several years ago, and I wasn't really someone growing up that perceived myself as being very smart. I had an older brother who was the smart one who got way better SAT scores than me, and you know I never really thought I would go and get a master's degree, but I went through the whole program and graduated, and then I was afraid to tell people. I felt so weird if people knew that I had an MBA because I felt almost like a fraud. Fast forward a couple years, I started my business, and guess what? Lo and behold, the same feelings, they still came up. Who was I to be a life coach? And you'll never guess this part. I still experience imposter syndrome. Yes, it comes up quite frequently for me, especially when I talk to you know fans of the show, and I'm like, okay, no way is this real. No way do people actually really listen to my podcast and, and actually take these notes. Do I even know, you know enough to be teaching on this? Am I capable of this? <laughs> yep, they come up. They still do. But here's the difference. 
I've done so much freaking mindset work over the past year, literally every single day, multiple times a day. I've developed such a different mindset in one single year, you guys. So here's what it looks like for me now. I start to question myself, you know, something happens and I think, can I really do this? Am I really who these people think I am? What if I'm not good enough? What if everyone stops listening to the podcast or hiring me as a coach <laughs> and you know, my business falls apart and my mind will just trail off in this way, right? But because I've done so much inner work and meditation, I've started to become the observer of my thoughts. And that's exactly what we practice in meditation, right? Learning to observe your thoughts without becoming attached and making a big story out of them. Essentially, we're teaching ourselves that just because a thought crosses our mind doesn't make it real or true. So now I'm able to catch myself pretty quickly and say, wait a minute, hold on. Those are just thoughts. Everyone experiences this. Let's take a step back. Let's take a deep breath. This isn't real. These are lies. And then I'm able to let it go and move on with my life. Sometimes though, it isn't quite that simple. Something big comes up and then I have to do some inner work and I'm journaling around it and I'm working through it. A lot of the time, if I just write it out in my journal and I read it out loud to myself, I realize it's silly and in my mind it seemed a lot more real and scary, but it just isn't true. Other ways imposter syndrome can show up might be, you know, feeling like I have to spend all my time working on my business or else it will crumble into the oblivion. Same concept though. You know, many people experience being a workaholic and a lot of that can be directly tied to imposter syndrome. Feeling like if I take too many breaks, use my days off from work, I won't be good enough. My boss will decide it's, you know, that I really wasn't good enough for the job anyways and fire me or whatever, you know, those thoughts are around that. That's commonly tied with imposter syndrome. I'm pretty sure I talk about this in just about every single podcast episode, but hey, repetition's how we learn, right? So the brain is wired to be almost constantly in the state of what ifs and worries and fears. That's how it kept us alive in times of constant fight or flight situations back in the day. And now that we're generally safe in our society, things like our boss getting mad at us or people on the internet judging us, that's what triggers the fear centers in our brain. And we freak out and the what ifs start controlling our mind and we get anxiety. And none of it is fucking real, okay? <laughs> I mentioned that this can be tied to perfectionism too. It might show up in ways like thinking the project you're working on is never good enough, no matter how many times you've tweaked it. Or if you have a blog or are marketing on social media, the post or the story has to be perfect. So we spend way too much time on this one thing just out of that fear. Actually, here's a cute little story for you. <laughs> um, just last week, I was looking at my stats on the podcast and I had a goal of getting 2000 downloads in October and I hit my goal. And the graph showed it was, you know, showed like the different countries people were from and they were all over the world. And I sent a picture of it to my husband and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. His response was, no, not to me. And I was like, oh, how, how nice and supportive of you. Yes, I shouldn't be surprised. I, <laughs> I know. Um, another way that people experience imposter syndrome too would be moms. They give up so much for their kids every single day, and yet many of them never feel good enough. They always question themselves as a parent. 
they one night they decide to make a decision, do something for themselves instead of watching a movie with their kid, and it's like, holy crap, am I a bad mother for taking a few minutes to myself? <laughs> Even mega successful actresses experience this phenomenon. So Emma Watson, um, she was interviewed in a Vanity Fair article. She stated that when she's praised for her acting, she's super uncomfortable and feels as though she's an imposter. And when Jodie Foster won an Oscar, she described feeling as though it was a mistake and worrying that at any moment it would be revealed that this award went to the wrong person. Okay, so get it, right? We understand, we all experience self-doubt, we all question ourselves, and we never feel good enough no matter how freaking incredible and accomplished we are, right? Now what? Now what do we do? So I'm going to cover three key ways to combat imposter syndrome because you deserve it. You deserve it to feel hella worthy of your accomplishments, okay? Got it, girl? Okay, so the first step is going to be busting down that comfort zone wall. You already know if you've been listening to the podcast that this is a fantastic way to grow your confidence. Similarly, it'll help you believe in yourself and in your actual ability to succeed without the self-doubt and without thinking it's luck or it's, you know, a fluke. A couple of years ago, I went to a corporate training and with a lot of nerves, we were doing, we were practicing sales calls in front of our whole region and I was one of the youngest people there. I was one of the youngest managers and I was in doubt that I would be any good. I was honestly convinced that everyone else would be much more impressive than me and the entire thing had imposter syndrome written all over it, but of course at the time I didn't realize that, right? It felt real to me. So the interesting thing was it turned out after speaking to a lot of the other people at the conference, almost everyone felt that way. Everyone, you know, everyone had the same fears and doubts. Everyone was scared. Everyone felt like everyone else was gonna be better than them. And we all just like showed up thinking we were gonna fail miserably. We feared we'd be found out, like we didn't deserve our titles after all, right? The same thing happens with a lot of my clients, especially when they're building an online business or have a podcast or a blog or they're in network marketing. They have this debilitating fear around posting on social media, you know, worrying no one will like it. What if people judge me? What if people think I'm annoying because I'm always selling something? And I can definitely say I felt the same way in the beginning too. So what's the common denominator here? We all feel the same freaking way. It doesn't mean shit about what we're actually capable of. In breaking down the comfort zone wall, I'm telling you guys to do the damn thing. Put yourself out there, do the things that scare you, do them every day, because you'll see over and over that it isn't so scary after all and it's so much worse in our minds. So here's a hack I want you guys to try that I heard from Judy Holler. She's the author of Fear is My Homeboy. I haven't read it yet, but I want to. And I mean, the title says it all. Um, great title. So <clears throat> her hack is choosing little things every day that are out of your comfort zone, even if they're small, like driving a different way into work or something, right? And then at the end of the day, spend a few minutes journaling on how it went. This way we can train our brain not only to learn that things are always scary in our minds before we do them, but it also trains our brain to be on the lookout to do the things we're afraid of. We're gonna be seeking these things out. And that's when life really gets interesting. When you find yourself 
seeking out ways to step out of your comfort zone just to challenge yourself and grow and build your strong mindset. So look for little things you can do. Look for little conversations that you generally avoid. How can we do these things that we're afraid of and do them so that we can grow? Okay, tip number two is growing. It's not growing. Tip number two is embracing your authenticity. What if instead of feeling insecure when something doesn't go perfectly, we just giggle at ourselves instead? What if when we did something, quote, embarrassing in public, we laughed instead of wanting to cry? Wouldn't life be a whole lot more beautiful and fun? To put imposter syndrome to rest, we've got to learn not to care what other people think. So practice being yourself, your silly, weird, messy-haired, awkward, sensitive self. When someone laughs at something you said, most of the time, it isn't that they're making fun of you. Realize that. Right? How often do we laugh at something someone says because they are fun we find them funny. We think they're trying to be funny. And then when it happens to us, we think, oh my God, are they laughing at me because I'm weird? <laughs> or do they think I'm funny, right? <laughs> so when you take a tumble in your black pumps walking into the office, be the first one to laugh out loud. When something when you when you make an error or this a mistake that you make, admit it. Right? Life gets a whole lot better when we stop taking ourselves so damn seriously. Have you ever been with a friend who was just nitpicking the crap out of themselves for something you never would have even noticed? Or she complains about being fat or having weird hair or being pale when the truth is that she's gorgeous, right? Remind yourself that this is what people are thinking about you. You have so many wonderful attributes that make you unique. You don't even realize what they are. You receive a compliment and think, what? She's crazy. She must have just said that to be nice. And that's not true. So those unique things, the things we often want to try and blend in with, they're usually what make us so lovable to begin with. So put yourself out there. Learn to laugh at yourself. Let's just be silly and let's just embrace our unique, our unique little awkward quirks in life, right? Okay, tip number three. We're going to use mirror work. Mirror work has been utilized for a very long time by life coaches and has an incredible power to change lives and create changes. Why the ball sack are we looking at ourselves in the eye and constantly just tearing ourselves down, right? When we look in the mirror, we generally don't start shoving compliments to ourselves, right? When we do that, when we look at ourselves in the eye in the mirror and we say negative things to ourselves, we're literally creating self-doubt and lowering our own self-esteem. And we're generally doing it because it's a habit. Our brain has become so accustomed to picking ourselves apart in the mirror and speaking negatively to ourselves that it's almost like it's our default setting. And only you are capable of changing that. Right now, I want you to choose a positive affirmation, write it on a sticky note, and put it on your bathroom mirror. Do this today. This is your candid confidence homework, you guys. On my bathroom mirror right now, I have the phrase, I approve of myself. You can put anything you want as long as it's positive. This sticky note is there to serve as your reminder. No more picking yourself apart. Let's just take a break from it. At least, at the very least, take a break. Can we challenge ourselves to go a whole day without insulting ourselves? Try and build it up and maybe build it up to a whole week. What if we could go a whole week without saying anything negative to ourselves? That's, that's a long time. Let's try a day. 
all right? Let's do a day. And then DM me, message me on Instagram at candid.confidence. Tell me how this went for you. Tell me how this is working out for you with trying to go a whole day without insulting yourself, especially while looking at yourself in the eyes in the mirror. And then you can also use mirror to do some deeper inner work. So we'll look, spending some time looking at yourself in the mirror and just giving yourself compliments, saying affirmations. Tell yourself, I am safe. Tell yourself, I am loved, right? I get a lot, lot deeper on the mirror work with my clients. It's something that should be kind of personalized, um, but done correctly, this can be one of the fastest ways to create sustainable change when it comes to self-love and confidence. It's very powerful work. Okay, so that's it. Those are my tips for letting go of imposter syndrome. Let's build you up to such a strong mindset that you can work through the self-doubt in just a matter of minutes. You'll be able to recognize this lie and work through it. That's what I want for you. And if you're looking to accelerate these changes in your life and undergo a transformation for your confidence, I only have a couple spots left for coaching for the remainder of 2019, which can you guys believe we're starting a whole new decade? How crazy is that? What a perfect time to go ham on the inner work. There's no better time to start a coaching program with me. So if it's something you've been thinking about doing, let's just do it. Let's get clear on the life you want and start working together to break apart all of the limiting beliefs holding you back, get you pumped up with your confidence, get you feeling free, and help you let go of all the worries about what other people are thinking. So I'll put the notes, uh, I'll put in the show notes a link so you can schedule your free confidence call with me. And that's all I've got, loves. Until next time. And if you're loving the podcast, don't forget to leave me with a rating or a review so that even more women can find the podcast. Okay, I love you. I will see you next week.